Curtis, Chapter 9. Deltoids. Awesome. Pecs. Check them out. Quads. Now playing on a body near you. Can't help being born with this body or living three doors down from Cap's gym. Can't stop people calling me Atlas or Seps. That's short for Biceps Are Us. Actually, I started that name. But that was before Letitia cut me loose. We had a real nice thing going on. She was a few years older than me, always talking about having a family, living in a house in the country, like her aunt's place in Michigan. I wasn't really listening too hard. I was 23, but this body, I had other girls hanging on me at the time. Some of them I just couldn't brush off. When Letitia found out, she slammed the door in my face so hard the paint cracked. Question one. How can we infer that Curtis thought he was a good-looking guy? And question two. Why did Letitia slam the door so hard the paint cracked? <laughs> this is A. She was too old. B. She lived in the country. C. She saw him with other girls. D. Curtis is moving to Michigan. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Oh, that was five years ago. I've caught up with her now, done fooling around. She was looking for a husband, and now I'm looking for a wife. Question three. How old is Curtis? A, 23. B, 25. C, 28. D, we don't know. I moved back from Cincinnati in May and ran into her brother the first day. Said she's still single. Same third floor apartment. But when I came up to her on the street, she turned her back. Wouldn't let me explain. Twice it happened. No chance for words, so I decided to give her some deeds instead. So I'm going to show her instead of trying to talk to her. She lives straight across the street from the garden. I staked at a spot right by the sidewalk where she could look down and see it. Then I came home with six little tomato plants in plastic containers. She had a serious thing for tomatoes. She'd put a monster slice on a piece of bread and call it a sandwich. She'd even bite into them just like apples. Always talking about eating them out of her aunt's garden when she was a kid and how she wanted to plant them someday. She probably thought I forgot all that. I planted him right there in front of her eyes to show her that I hadn't, that I was waiting for her. Question four. So why exactly does Curtis want to plant tomatoes? I got the biggest beefsteak. I got the biggest beefsteak tomatoes. I could see him in my mind, bright as traffic lights flashing at her across the street. I'd never grown anything before. I got into it. Every day, something new. The first flower bud, then those ye- first yellow flowers, then the tomatoes growing right behind him. This old man with no teeth and a straw hat showed me how to tie the plants up to stakes. Then someone else told me all their diseases. That got me worrying. What if all my plants started wilting or caught blight and died? That wasn't any message I'd want her to see. Question five. Who is this old man with a straw hat who shows Curtis how to tie up the tomatoes? 
Hint, he's from a previous chapter. I started coming home from work to Checkham. I noticed every hole in every leaf. I picked up, picked off bugs, pulled out weeds, and I gave him lots of that fertiliser called tomato food, like somebody told me. From little green marbles, those tomatoes started growing. Then they started getting orange. Then they went to red. I kept looking up at Letitia's window, wanting her to see it too. The only faces looking back were the drunks that hang out under her place. That liquor store's all boarded up, but they still suck on their bottles there anyway. They like to call me field slave and sharecropper, ask how Massa's crops is doing. I could have banged their heads together and shut them up, but I didn't. That was part of the point of the tomatoes. I was showing Letitia that just because I got muscles don't mean I'm some jungle beast. I stopped working out and stopped going out with no shirt, no matter how hot it was. When some chicks would be walking by and see me there and say, looking fine, I knew they meant me. But I'd point to my biggest tomato and say back, sure is, my homies all laughed to see me out there. Stop calling me seps. Started in calling me tomato. And I just smiled. Question six. How does Curtis react when people make fun of him in the lot? Check all the following that apply. Does he, which of these is true? His face turns red, A. Eh? B, he wears a shirt in the garden. C, he calls other people in the garden field slave. D, he works in the garden instead of working out in the gym. E, he bangs their heads together, and F, he smiles when his friends make fun of him. Those tomatoes got big as billiard balls. One day when I checked him, my biggest one, the one I'd been watching closest, was gone. The next day, another one gone. It wasn't insects that took him. I was mad. They weren't even all the way ripe yet. My plants were right there by the sidewalk. I put chicken wire around him, and even on top, but people could still reach in if they tried. I couldn't guard him day and night. Then Royce showed up, just in time. Question 7. What is the purpose of the following quote? Those tomatoes got big as billiard balls. A. So we know the size of the tomatoes. B. So we know the size of the billiard balls. C. So we know that Curtis plays billiards. Or D. So we know the tomatoes are ripe. You drop bread on the ground and birds come out of nowhere. Same with that garden. People just appeared. People you didn't know were there. Royce was like that, except that he didn't want nobody knowing he was there. One of the gardeners saw that her pile of grass clippings was all spread out, had a sort of human print on it. He'd been sleeping there nights and leaving early. One morning, he slept late. I'm the one who found him. He was 15, black, built big, looking like I did. His face was banged up, said his father did it and threw him out. He didn't want to go back. I bought him breakfast and we made us a deal. I found him a place closer to my tomatoes but hidden by somebody's corn so the cops wouldn't see him sacked out. I bought him a brand new sleeping bag. I gave him money for food that week. Then I picked up a pitchfork for three dollars at a junk shop. His part of the deal was that if he saw or heard anyone mess with my tomatoes, he'd come at them full speed, holding the pitchfork. Question 8. Why had Royce been sleeping in the lot? Question 9. Why does Curtis give Royce a pitchfork?
That was my best shot protecting them at night. For daytime, when Royce was gone, I painted a sign that said, Letitia's Tomatoes. It was big. I put it right there in front of the plants, facing the sidewalk. If people know something belongs to a person, instead of the city or the US government, they're more likely to leave it be. When I pounded it in, I filled up my water can. Walking back, I looked up at her window. As still as a cat behind that lace curtain, there was her face staring down at the sign. Question 10. Do you think Curtis will be successful in his attempt to win Letitia back? Why or why not? And then if you wish, extension, you can find out more about the god Atlas and what the word Atlas means and how it's used in this story.